Hey people, welcome to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. I'm Chris Hatfield, aka Not Another Sales Guy. I'm a sales coach and consultant who works with coaches, business owners, and people in the world of sales who want to become more comfortable and confident in selling in their own natural human way. If you're enjoying the podcast episodes and would like to access some great free resources linked to the podcast series through the monthly newsletter, which also includes podcast extracts and news on upcoming masterminds, live streams and events, then you can email me chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com. That's chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com and quote, let's do this. This episode of Not Another Sales Podcast is brought to you by Mindful Talent, a global coaching organization that trains aspiring coaches and innovative leaders. Their programs, The Trusted Coach and The Trusted Leader, are founded on the principles of mindfulness and developed in alignment with contemporary neuroscience, offering a globally recognized coaching qualification that is accredited by the Association for Coaching. Their online blended learning program has qualified hundreds of participants around the world, helping them to gain an edge in life and in business by increasing their emotional and social intelligence and their ability to connect with others. If you're interested in training with this incredible organization, which I would highly recommend, then you can visit their website and use my personalized URL code to gain 10% off any of their programs. www.mindfultalent.coach That's www.mindfultalent.coach and reference my code, not another sales. And now, on with the episode. In today's episode, I'm joined by social selling expert, CEO of The Daily Sales, and speaker, Daniel Disney. And Daniel and I are going to be talking all about social selling. We're going to start by discussing what it actually is and some of the misconceptions behind it, why it's important to be utilizing it in whatever you do, what gets in the way or holds us back from doing so, and some practical tips on how you can up your social selling game whether that's just starting out or evolving your current approach. So sit back, grab a pen and pad and enjoy. Daniel, welcome. How are you? Well, I'm very well, thank you, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, really well, thanks. Thanks for joining me on an episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. Well, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. I'm sure you can think of nothing better than a Friday evening chatting with me. Oh, this is the, this is the highlight of the week. <laughs> great, <laughs> great. And um, Daniel, for people that are, that are tuning in who aren't too familiar, for whatever reason, as I said, probably hiding under a rock and don't know who you are, it'd be great by starting off to give them a bit of an overview and a, a story of, of what makes you who you are, really. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, look, there's, there's two strings to, well, two big strings to my bow, I guess. One, I am the, the founder, uh, creator and owner of The Daily Sales. And for those that, that don't know of that or don't follow it, it's a page platform uh, community for salespeople that shares content every single day, mixture of uh, funny memes, motivating quotes, educational blogs and, and webinars. Um, I've been doing that for coming up to three years now. And um, the, the other string to my bow is is the world of social selling. So I'm on a, a personal mission to help as many people, salespeople, sales teams out there as possible uh, learn how to use social media, especially sites like LinkedIn, to its uh, full potential as a sales tool. Great. Great. Very succinct. Love it. <laughs> love it. And um, yeah, I'd love to explore a bit more about the daily sales later on and find out, I suppose, the inspiration behind that. But the second string you mentioned there to your bio, which I'm sure everyone will probably be quite familiar if they are listening to this of, is is social selling. And, you know, I think within this crowded and competitive world of sales and 
I suppose the evolution of technology as well. Social selling has become a key a key part of things. But you hear it bounded around a lot, and I think, and we can cover this a bit more. That there's probably some misconceptions around it. But to you, what 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 is social selling? What do we mean by that? Yeah, so, I mean, there are a lot of misconceptions out there, and it's one of the things I'm I'm working as hard as possible to help clear up as much as possible. I mean, to me, social selling is the use of social media to sell. I mean, don't get me wrong; the the sort of original um, the original definition of social selling was back years ago when relationships were the big thing in in sales, and obviously they still are. And and social selling was coined to help uh, help salespeople understand the importance of that. Whereas now, what it's more commonly known as, and um, you know, what I, I personally use it as, is the the use of, of social media. So whether you're using LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, if you're using it to sell, that to me is social selling. And I guess when you use that definition, probably the biggest misconception in the space is the the big big difference between social marketing mm. and and social selling. And I guess just a really um really refine that definition the big difference is is the proactive starting of sales conversations um so not just using social media to write blogs and share content but to use everything within social media to go out and start a conversation no different you know to picking up a phone and making a call or or knocking a door um it's the same principle you're just using social media to do it yeah, and and you mentioned there one of the I suppose massive advantages now of of social media and, and through social selling is be able to reach people that you a may have not known existed before and b may have never been able to get hold of before. Well, yeah, do you know what? There's, there's um there's a, a a drawing I use in a lot of my um, keynotes and talks, and it's one of those um, sort of square finger mazes where there's sort of two or three doors into the maze. One door will lead you to the middle; the rest lead you to dead ends. And I guess the way I try and uh, portray it, describe it, is that each prospect, every single prospect and customer out there, sits in the middle of their own little maze and each door represents a different method one door represents cold calling one represents email one will represent social selling the other referrals etc and the reality is we each have different preferences there's no right or wrong or, or better or worse we're we're all different some of us prefer to talk on the phone and that's fine some of us prefer to engage on social media others email others prefer to buy through referrals and so as a salesperson in 2018 and 2019 beyond you know the way you reach your sort of maximum success is to try and leverage as many of those as possible yeah and it's um i did a post about this last week actually because you quite often see people getting almost into an argument about (laughs) which one is better than the other and i said you know as you've said there like there's no reason why one has to die for another to live really it's a bit like music the analogy i use in this in this video was that for example, if I like someone like Drake and then I like someone like Ed Sheeran, just because I now like Ed Sheeran doesn't mean I can't like Drake. Like you can you can still benefit from both of them and appreciate both of them. And as you mentioned there, it's a time and a place um, to use them. So it's just thinking, how can I utilize it rather than having a, a debate and spending wasted energy discussing what's better than another one? 
Yeah, of course. And and look, you know, it's one of those things. We're going through a changing time. So these debates, this confusion, uh, sort of passion that comes into it comes from the difficulty that change brings. You know, it's difficult for traditional salespeople. I mean, look, I, I say this because it was difficult for me. I'm a traditional salesperson. The majority of my sales career was out knocking doors and making cold calls. So I went through the entire process of having to adapt and learn social media. I know how hard it is. And so, yeah. I, you know, it doesn't, uh, you know, certainly never, it's never personal to me. I never take it offensively. I get dragged into a lot of these <laughs> debates. Um, and, you know, for me, honestly, I, I see the good in it because the good comes from helping educate people and just, you know, it's, it's a, it's a murky area. And all I try to do in these things is clear the, the smoke a little bit to help, like you say, people see that they can, they can like Ed Sheeran and they can like Drake at the same time. And they can, you know, do the same in sales. They can, they can use cold calling and social together. It's a, it's not a crime. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we, we mentioned a couple of reasons there, but why else is it important? Do you think for people to be selling socially as well as the usual, um, approaches and strategies they they may already be adopting uh, there's two key reasons one um it helps you reach more people as you kind of just covered so you know when you're using social as well as all the others it just means you're increasing your reach you're able to to connect and talk to more people but the other is future proofing you know when and i've had a quite a few talks recently around this this subject you know when we look at younger generations millennials and even younger than that you know the the common theme and i really don't want to go down the stereotypic, you know, st- stereotyping route, but there is a common theme in the way they use technology, the way social media, you know, I wasn't born into social media, but my kids have been. Um, and so the reality being when they start to dominate decision maker positions in the years to come, you know, they've grown up in a much different world, a much more digital world. Um, and the realities of how effective traditional methods may be in that future you know, it's certainly something to start to think about. So yes, by learning social now, it does help future-proof yourself as a sales professional or sales team or business. Yeah, and, and as you mentioned there as well, it's it's about really, because if you're not doing it, your competition are definitely doing it as well. So it's not just about keeping up, it's almost staying ahead of the competition as to as to why and, and asking the questions. If, if it's not something that comes natural to you, how can I become more effective at socially selling rather than I'm not good at social selling or it's not part of our business or our customers don't do things that way. And it's like, if you're thinking that way, then you've already <laughs> lost. You've already started to lose really. It's, do you know what, and, and half of, you know, half of what I try to do in, in any interaction I have is to help build that confidence because yeah. again, I, and this is, do you know what, I start every single talk with this, but you know, I, I was not a social person. I used to honestly hate social media. Like I said, I, I wasn't born into it. I was 18, I think, when Facebook first launched because I can remember my friends telling me about it. And even then, I wasn't interested in it. I was certainly no good at using it. And it was literally only about five years ago, um, you know, in a, a sales role where LinkedIn sort of dropped onto my radar and suddenly there was, you know, I didn't see it as a social network. I saw it as a platform where my customers were that I could start to use to to sell and and so i said you know i i really empathize with anyone who's either not using it or doesn't have the confidence or like you say you know sat there thinking now i don't i don't need to use it it's you know your mind sets those sort of parameters and and you're right i think if you can you know just open it up and it it's always tough learning something new i mean this this year i i've started to learn video (laughs) and trust me first of all i hated it (laughs) then 
when I started to do it, it's the most excruciating process ever. I hated looking. I mean, I, I still struggle to watch myself on video, but through practice and, you know, you do get better at it. And it was the same with my journey into social. It's the same with my journey to, and as a salesperson, you know, the biggest skill I think, and I said this before social media, but the biggest skill a salesperson can have is adaptability. You need to adapt to each customer as an individual and equally yeah. you need to adapt to the ever-changing landscape that your customers live in yeah i mean you just took the words literally out of my mouth then so i was, <laughs> I was about to say that in that you know you mentioned before about kids growing up these days and this is a, a completely different topic going into it but just to touch on it in that with social media it's very easy for society now to look at it and blame it for a lot of things that are happening but it's about it's an evolution it's part and parcel of you know if you look back to uh, I used this example before when cars first came around and people were like, what about the horses? It's like, well, this yeah. is part and parcel of evolution now. It's it's not just sitting there and, and blaming stuff on it. It's working out how do we utilize it? How do we understand it more so that we can educate people around it and create a better environment for people to be on it and to utilize it? Well, you know, there'll be good and bad in everything. I mean, I bet our great grandparents were upset with what our grandparents did. Our grandparents were upset with what our parents did. I mean, I sit here now. I've got, um, you know, I've got two sons, my six year old Josh. You know, when I was a kid, I watched TV. So I watched cartoons on things like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney Channel, etc. My son, Josh, who's six, watches YouTube and he gets his entertainment, his education all from YouTube. No TV. He doesn't want to watch TV. And there's there's good and bad in that. I mean, he's he's got access to great content. You know, there's amazing wealth of knowledge that sits within it. I mean, I, I watch some of the stuff and I think, what are you watching? That makes <laughs> no sense to me whatsoever. But that's his preference. And so he's going to grow up with that. Guess what he's going to want to use more of when he's a grown-up? YouTube. So when he's an adult, someone, a customer to someone, you know, how are you going to be effective in reaching him? Why are you going to be effective by using things like YouTube? And obviously, when he gets old enough, he will be able to use things like social media. And I have no doubt that will also become a big part of it. So yeah, we can sit and moan about it, but it's not going to stop it. And you know, if, you, if you're a real salesperson, you know, and I mean a true salesperson at heart, you will use whatever platforms you can that help you connect uh, with your customers. Yeah, absolutely. And and for me as well, I think why it's also important to be selling socially because of technology now and so much information being available to customers when they're looking to buy, you know, they're further down the decision-making process before they're contacting people is to put yourself on their radar with your, with your own personal brand because they probably going to know a lot more about your company than they, they did five or ten years ago and if they start looking into things and want to maybe check you out on linkedin or find out what you're doing and there's no real evidence of, of you at all it, it's kind of like hard to build that initial trust with people whereas which we can go into shortly is you know if you do have a strong social presence and you're socially selling in the right way you're, you're able to build that trust and that rapport sometimes in a reactive way what they've spoken to you Oh, do you know, personal brand is one of the biggest uh, positives that salespeople have now. And the reality is, as you've kind of just alluded to, everyone has a personal brand. The difference will be those that have good ones and bad ones. So if you don't put any energy, if you don't use LinkedIn, well, that's your personal brand. And when your prospects view your profiles, if it's just an online CV from when you created it three, five plus years ago when you tried to get a job, they're going to look at it see that you're just another salesperson and and probably lose interest. And I've seen this firsthand time and time again. So we have, what amazes me, what gets me most excited about this sort of prospect of a personal brand is that people buy from people. And as salespeople, suddenly we have a tool to show them that we're human beings and not 
just yes. salespeople. I was walking down the high street today. There was two salespeople on one of these stands. They were selling, um, I think it was electricity contracts, you know, those sort of things. And, you know, my first instinct was I need to do as big a loop around their stand as possible so that they don't approach me and try to sell to me. And, you know, but then the reality was, again, that they're human beings. And obviously that style of selling is still quite aggressive. Whereas, through things like social media, you can connect on a far more personal level. You can build trust, earn credibility, and that gives such an advantage for salespeople. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And obviously, with it, it being so easy for people now to access social, there's there's the challenges and the pitfalls that come into it. What do you think are some of the things that people should avoid, or some of the the biggest mistakes you see when people are trying to sell socially? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the biggest thing is kind of what you just said then, they sell socially. It's it's not about selling, but then yeah. actually that's kind of the reality for a lot of sales um, now. And I was talking to someone earlier about this, the, the way I kind of view sales now, you need to be a salesperson. So there's one end of the spectrum where there are a lot of people saying, no, it's not about selling, it's about relationships, blah, blah, which is important. And the way I kind of look at it is that it's almost – like the sort of Iron Man analogy that you need to be sort of a salesperson on the inside, but the customer never sees that. The customer never feels like they're being sold to. On the outside, you are just a friendly person trying to help them. But on the inside, you need to be, you know, you need to be driving it as a salesperson, always looking yeah. for opportunities to progress and solve, etc. So it's and it's the same with social selling. You know, you need to be a salesperson, but the customer should never see that. Your content should never be a sales approach, or your messaging shouldn't be spammy sales messages. You know, what they see is someone genuinely passionate about their industry, their product, their service, trying to help and give value. But on the inside, you know, driving that is a is a hungry sales professional who's always looking to uh, to help as much as possible. Yeah, I think a great example of that, if you look at it from a business, I know it's a, a bigger scheme of things, but someone like Apple, you know, uh, uh, on the outside, people see them as solving their problems and, and you know, evolving how we see technology and what we see things like phones for and computers. But on the inside, they're, they're hungry. They're hungry sales, <laughs> hungry salespeople who look to bring out a new phone every year and, and know that they can command that fee and that people will pay for it. Yeah, you don't feel sold to, do you? I mean, I'm no. sat here with my iPhone X, and you know, at no point did I feel bad about buying. I wanted it; it solved the problems that you know I needed it to solve. And and, and you're right; it's yeah, they're not selling it, um, but they are. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think for me as well, when I and LinkedIn is something that, for example, I think uh, we didn't really touch on it earlier, but why people have a misconception when it comes to that platform is they just see it as a oh, I'm just going to go on there if I look for a job, really which is um, I was speaking to a guest of mine, Melanie Dodara, and she said that it's only about 15% of LinkedIn is actually used for job searching. The rest of it is used yeah. for selling and engaging in marketing. Um, but I think the problem that people find, for example, on there when they go on that platform is that they'll just end up spamming people or just pitching people. The amount of connections, and you might get this as well, where you connect with someone and you'll just get a copy and pasted sales pitch. And that is just not going to resonate with anyone at all. But someone feels... Like they've been told to, you need to be selling on social. And they're like, okay, I'll do it this way. And it's like, it's just because you're doing it, it doesn't mean it's the right way to do it. 
Do you know what I call that, Chris? I call that autopilot. Sales autopilot. It's the same reaction you get when you pick up a pen and you go to a salesperson and you say, sell me this pen. And what do yeah. they do? They vomit features and benefits over you in, in sort of what they think is is how they're going to you know effectively sell you this pen. It's this, and you, exactly like you said, when they get on social and you say, right, you need to use it to sell, what do they do? They write blog blogs that are just pictures about their product yeah. they spent you know send hundreds of spam messages every day you know they put posts out talking about testimonies latest offers etc it becomes a sort of selling slash advertising platform and you're right it's but again it's autopilot they're not all, they're not doing it you know <laughs> with negative intentions this no. is what they think they need to do and it's the same if you, you know you tell a salesperson right pick up the phone and make a cold call you know they put this immense pressure on that they've got to try and get this meeting off, off the call and they lose all focus on actually building rapport, you know, qualifying and identifying problems. So it's, it's I think, for sales in all aspects, it's just a case of trying to sort of switch off autopilot, take control of your sales approach. And and just remember, it's it's an honest thing, you know, because we're almost drilled into this mentality that selling is wrong and it's aggressive. That's what we do. And actually, if you turn that off and remember that, Actually, what you're trying to do is good and honest. You're actually trying to help people. That helps you kind of break away from those negative things. And then suddenly it's, ah, uh, okay, now it's about having good conversations, giving, creating value, you know, trying to help. And that's, you know, much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that should be the, fir- the, the the forefront of your mind, really, when you're looking to engage with people on social media, if you are going to be creating content, isn't just, and this is where people need to start thinking about how they repurpose their content, because for example, a video that's for your website isn't going to be the best thing to then just go and share on LinkedIn and think you're going to get business from it because people are on there for different reasons. And it's thinking about the different social platforms. Why is someone there? And what content can I create that's going to give them some value, first of all, to give them an insight in terms of what we not just what we do, but how we do things and why we do things to give them an idea of, oh, actually, I could see myself benefiting from that because they've just talked about a problem that I have rather than just talked about what they do. Yeah. No, 100%. It's all about value. You've got to earn the right for a conversation, for an email, for a phone call, meeting, whatever it may be. You earn the right and you do that by giving, giving as much as possible through content, through engagement, through conversation. And and that's what opens doors. And I mean, it's the core of everything I teach. It's the core of everything I try and put out there on social media. It's, you know, it's honest selling. It's it's not about fluffy stuff. I'm not sitting here saying it's all about relationships and content. You need to be driving it as a hungry salesperson. You just need to be doing it the right way. Yeah, definitely. So for for example, Daniel, if, if people are listening to this, let's go from these two angles. First angle, someone is brand new to social selling. This is maybe even the first time they've they've heard about it or maybe not heard about it but started thinking about it or they've just started this year what are some things you'd encourage them to do as just those kind of little baby steps as it were to get them into the right kind of habits of selling socially yeah i mean there there are two really key important and valuable baby steps i'd advise them to take first one is their profile um, you know, really invest a bit of time. I mean, I say invest time, you're talking half an hour, an hour tops, but create the ultimate customer focused LinkedIn profile that is your landing page. Cause that's going to become your, that's your personal website. That is your, that's the foundations of your personal brand. So spend a bit of time making sure it is really customer focused. It's putting you in a good light. So when someone looks at it, if a prospect was to look at it, they know what you do, they know why you do it, and they feel comfortable either connecting with you, following you, or potentially getting in touch with you. So, you know, profile's the first nice, soft, easy step to focus on. And then the next one is consume content. So, 
even before you know i would really encourage them to create content the first step is to consume it just start to read more blogs read more posts watch more videos listen to more podcasts like this amazing podcast consume more content because it will help you when it comes to both finding great content to share and also creating your own you'll be far you'll be in a far better place to do so yeah absolutely and to to add to those points i think as well when you're finding and consuming good content is to engage with it because i think you know the reason why it's called social media is that we should be social but when you actually look at how a lot of people use social media (laughs) it's quite anti-social because you just scroll through your phone or people will talk to you about oh i saw that post earlier it's like you saw it but you didn't actually engage with it you just (laughs) just read it but you didn't actually react to it so it's it's thinking if you if you want to give people an insight into how you work and, and what makes you different particularly in this as we said at the start a crowded world where everyone could be saying the same thing of what they do. Get involved in the conversation. Go and answer someone's question on there. Go and add your your opinion or your your thoughts on something because that's how you can start indirectly building your, as we talked about earlier, your personal brand and also engaging with people without actually then selling to them but providing them with an answer that they, they then go down a rabbit hole and go, oh, who's this person who just solved my problem or given me some great insight? Oh, I'll go on their page. Oh, this is quite interesting. Maybe I should connect with them. And you know, it's exactly spot on there because it's 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 social networking. And I always think about it. You know, when you go to a business networking event, a face to face business networking event, you know, you do not approach every single person and start pitching to them. You build right. relationships. You have conversations. You get to know them. Maybe give them some insight, etc. And over a period of time, you know, eventually, usually, sales opportunities, you know, arise from that. And it's like you say, it's the same on social media. You 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 step into the room as such. You log in and you engage. You comment you like you share etc it helps build your personal brand more people get to see your name and hopefully get to see some great insightful comments that you put on or or a lot of positivity that you bring to it and then over time you turn those into into message conversations that evolve into coffees or emails or skype calls and it progresses and then you you know through that process qualify potential prospects and and turn them into into pipeline opportunities Mm. Absolutely. And for people listening to this who are perhaps more familiar with social selling, what advice or what advice do you give those people you know, when you're working with them in your workshops and speaking to them one to one of how they can evolve or advance the way they sell socially? Yeah. So you've got two ends of the spectrum. Obviously, you've got those um, that, that don't use it. For those that are using it, usually they tend to fall into the traps of using it a bit more aggressively as a salesperson. So the first tip is to always, you know, going back to the core tip, you know, it's about giving value. It's about, you know, creating content that benefits your customers, um, creating a a buyer-centric profile. So those tips remain the same, but then it's just looking at all of the advanced. I mean, there are so many advanced tools within LinkedIn, both as a free account, but even more so with, with Sales Navigator that just help you elevate what you do. And, you know, I mean, this is how sad I am, Chris. I genuinely get, you know, really excited by this. But some of these tools as a salesperson coming from a background of, you know, not having these tools and having to manually do half of these things, you know, there are so many features within it that just help you focus on that. And, you know, I I don't like to go out and push Navigator because it's expensive. And, uh, you know, there's so much you can and should be doing on the free account before you even consider LinkedIn Sales Navigator. But when you are utilizing it properly, you know, Navigator has features that, you know, just blow your mind. They just really help you, you know, focus, refine and, um, 
yeah, just just helps you sell. <laughs> yeah. Without this being a pitch for LinkedIn Navigator, what, what have you got an example of one of the things that you think uh, people would benefit from having it if they're already using basic to the full potential? Yeah, yeah, of course. And again, I will highlight, you know, really make sure you, you and a, a lot of people aren't using basic to its full potential yeah. so you know there's tons you'll be doing um, that you could be doing with that so when you are ready one of my favorite features and and i, I love this to bits is a is a little uh, sort of button that you push um that shows you shared experiences uh, shared interests sorry with with prospects and i absolutely love that because we all know the the sort of old age approach to this you'll walk into the prospects office and you're looking for pictures of family or, or sports teams or things that you can bring into your conversation well linkedin's just created a button where it'll tell you things that you have in common and it could be groups it could be things you're following people you're following pages uh maybe you went to the same school or you worked at the same company and it gives it to you straight away so already you've got things that you can use in that initial conversation or further down in other conversations to help build that relationship mm. and i love that it's there at just the click of a simple button <laughs> yeah and you've mentioned such a good point there and i know we've we've um i suppose touched upon it a few times but not directly is when when i mentioned earlier on about us the customers having so much information to their hand is that if you're utilizing social selling to its full potential then you're going to have so much more knowledge about your customers, even from a navigator's point of view, but even, as you said, from a, from a free account, you can access their uh, page. You can get an idea of where they've worked before, their experiences, if they've written their profile in terms of what type of individual they are, what they enjoy. There might be a few other achievements on there. And you've just got so much more insight going into that conversation. Whereas before, if, and, and even now, if you're not using that and just cold calling someone, you're just going to have a website and a name really a lot of the time. Yeah. And that really cold approach. I mean, it, it will work, but you know, that we all know the percentages are low. We all know it's hard work comes up with a lot of rejection. Why do that? <laughs> You've got something essentially for free as well. That accesses a wealth of information. I spoke to someone uh, very recently and he said he was more than happy to answer cold calls. He'd worked in sales for a long time. So he was happy as a, as a buyer to, to give salespeople the, the time of day. What he had an issue with was that the majority of those calls wasted the first 10 to 15 minutes asking him questions they could have answered themselves had they just looked at his LinkedIn profile. And yeah. that was what frustrated him the most, was that had they looked at it, you know, either they wouldn't have called him because he wasn't actually a suitable prospect or that conversation could have been far more effective and they would have had a, a much greater chance of, of winning him as a, as a prospect. So you're right, it's... It's there, and as we've said, you know, you don't have to spend money in the start. Especially, you can access that information. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it's actually a very good point you raised there. And John Barrows mentioned it as well on a on a previous podcast. In that, almost when you're speaking to customers nowadays, if you're using social selling, you shouldn't be asking them about their business. You should be telling them what you know about it and yes. showing them that you've done your homework and your insight. Because that in itself is going to set you so far apart from everyone else that is still going in and asking the kind of questions, as you said, that's wasting 10 to 15 minutes of someone's time when you could just get straight to the crux of it. Show them you've done your homework, you know their business. Now let's get down to detail of what are your challenges and what success looks like. Oh, do you know what? And that is, I mean, I love, obviously, John Barris is an absolute legend. And that is a, a golden point about standing out. And I saw this a lot in hiring salespeople uh, and sales managers over the years because there was such a big difference. And honestly, it would be the minority that would come to an interview prepared, having done 
any research, let alone good research, the majority wouldn't have even looked at your website or even looked at your, you know, company's LinkedIn profiles, etc. They would have done no research. And so instantly, those that have made even a small amount of effort stand out. And, you know, like I said, we're sitting here with a ton of valuable information. If you can sit on that call, if you could go to that meeting or send that LinkedIn message, again, not necessarily having to ask them loads of questions about their business but helping tell them you know how you can help them through identifying from that information you know you're a step many steps above the competition definitely definitely and and to, to add a point as well as we've been talking about maybe for those people that are more familiar with social selling with businesses as a whole i think for me one thing and this is why i suggest to people is start thinking can you create a podcast, a, a blog or a vlog or something like you talked about the daily sales at the start where you can indirectly show people your thoughts, your your feedback and your, your feelings towards certain topics and provide value to them to give them an insight into your world that they can then engage with. Um, and this can be done as a, as a business. And I, I see so many businesses and I'm sure you do as well. You think, do you know what? You've got so much value and when you do get to speak to them you realize that but if they could just create something from it that was customer friendly rather than sales focused as we talked about that that iron man style approach then they could be doing so much more and getting so much more opportunities from it yeah no you're spot on and it's not to say that businesses shouldn't have company websites or company social media profiles they need that we still need marketing engines we need great websites it's all valuable but you're right there is nothing stopping them also creating whether it's podcasts or you know social groups whatever it may be that are totally customer focused totally neutral (laughs) so it's not just an opportunity for you to advertise but actually you know create a community that you control um but that totally gives back because it will help it gives you access to so many people access to so much insight market research information all invaluable resources uh to a business or a salesperson to help them sell yeah definitely and there's some some great insights and some tips there so thank you for that daniel and um you mentioned at the start around the daily sales and i'd love to know what what inspired you to set this up was there a particular day or or a culmination of things that made you think i want to get this going yeah so i mean i I sort of turn a a a long story short but um you know i've worked in sales all my life from first job at 16 years old through to you know sort of leaving full-time employment as head of sales last year and you know, sales is my saddest, biggest passion. And, um, you know, like I said, about five years ago, I started to use social media. And when I started using it, I started to read blogs. And there were some amazing sales blogs from people like John Barrows, Tony J. Hughes, Jeb Blunt, Anthony Nerino, etc. And these were amazing forms of content. And I started to think, you know what, I've already got a nice little wealth of experience, very passionate about sales, I would like to write a blog, bearing in mind, no background in in writing i've got no sort of degree in english literature or anything like that but i could write it as a as a genuine real salesperson and i started to write blogs they weren't fantastic but people were starting to read them and had some you know positive feedback and i kept doing it and sort of after a few months of doing that i started to see memes popping around more on facebook certainly not on linkedin as much at the time but for some reason something sort of triggered in my head i thought you know what i would love to create a sales meme because my god sales is a stressful job and you know actually just poking a bit of light into some of those stressful times um might might help if anything entertain myself and 
it was a really funny story. I created this first meme. It was the scene from Dumb and Dumber where um, Lloyd asks if there'd ever be a chance. And she says something like, you know, even if the world was ending, it was like the last man on earth, <laughs> then, you know, there'd be a chance. And he just does that. So you're saying there's a chance. And it just made me think of all the times you're on a sales call and um, they say, yeah, give us a call back in six months or a year. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, most people will be, uh, oh, yeah, write that one off. But there's always those that think, yes, <laughs> you know, I'm going to put that on my pipeline right now. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Thanks, yeah, so yeah. I actually remember seeing that one. Oh, yeah. I was, and you know, you know, again, I did it, made me laugh. I put it on LinkedIn. I think it got 100 likes, which is very, very decent. And I didn't think about it much. And then I found it circulated around other social networks and it ended up doing, you know, thousands of likes in total. And, you know, then the light bulb sort of hit that, okay, this is, this is good. I enjoyed creating it. And um, yeah, I started doing more. And then, yeah, then the, the, the light bulb moment sort of came where actually, do you know what? There's all this great sales content. Can I create a brand, uh, a platform, a community where, you know, salespeople can go every single day and there'll be good content coming out, mixed content, you know, memes, blogs, quotes, webinars, videos, et cetera, uh, mm-hmm. in one central location and literally sat on my sofa. The name, the daily sales came up in my head. And, um, you know, three years later, here we are, nearly 400,000 followers and growing um, and tons of memes. My computer is full of sales memes. And uh, yeah, again, for me, I love it. It's you know, it's a reflection of my career more than anything in, in sales and my observations of of other salespeople. And you know, I, the best thing for me, uh, apart from obviously being able to turn it into a business, which has been great, is the messages I get from people where they say, Do "You know what? Your memes really brightened up my tough day." Or we've got this blog printed and put up on our wall. You know, it's the things like that where you know, even for a small amount, I know it's having a, an impact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And congratulations, obviously, on growing it to that level. And I think what what's great about it as well is it with that is not taking self too seriously because sales can be an amazing place it can be you know some of the best memories of our life but also can be some of the toughest and if people can go on there and access that then it, it's a great way to to be able to resonate with people in a different kind of context as well um and one of the points you mentioned there actually at the start when you started it as a blog with no background in writing and i think i want to emphasize this for because we've talked about for people who want to advance maybe use a blog or a blog or a podcast is don't let that be a barrier to you I mean, for example, for me, I'd listened to two podcasts before I started, not another sales podcast. But I think the key to that is as well, and you might, this might resonate with you as well, is it's a bit like uh, getting a tattoo. Like if you go and look for loads of tattoos when you get one, it'll probably end up like a lot of other people. Whereas if you actually start with a bit more of a naivety and, and stay true to that authentic reason why you started then you'll create something that's meaningful for your audience that, that's a, a really great way to put it and i think again like you say it's almost going back to the autopilot analogy again it's don't overthink it don't you know let that pressure take control of you just just try practice i mean again whether it's a podcast whether it's a blog you don't have to publish it straight away send it to some colleagues or friends you know practice makes perfect the more you try i mean got the first sales call i ever made was terrible it was only by making tens of hundreds of thousands of them that you know you become uh you know great at it and so yeah. like with anything it's always tough at the start you need to yeah you know, that's where you if you've got people around you or you can get a bit of help or support, you know, help get through those tough initial stages. Once you get comfortable doing it, then, you know, you get better, you evolve, you grow. I mean, you know, like you said, you listen to two podcasts and you're doing this now and then this is an amazing podcast. You know, I, I see the responses it gets on social and 
I love the episodes. People love the episodes. You're doing a great job. And it's each time, you know, you'll be getting better and better. You get, you know, really exciting guests. And it's all about progression. So, yeah, don't be scared to try. Um, doesn't mean you have to go right in the deep end. There are lots of softer steps you can take. But it's, you know, I started the daily sales with no followers, with no content, with nothing. And it didn't happen overnight. This is three years of a lot of hard work. Um <laughs> And that's, it's just constant evolution. So yeah, don't, don't be scared. Just, uh, just get practicing. Yeah, absolutely. And just don't worry about the outcome because it's particularly with social these days, it can be easy to look at people and go, oh, look, look where they are. But what you don't see is all the stuff that's got you there. Like for example, with people might land on your page and I think, wow, 400,000 followers. But what they don't see is, is that story you just told and all the stuff and the time you've put into it. So don't compare yourself to anyone else. If you want to start something and you know why you want to do it, just keep your keep your head down and, and enjoy enjoy the process of it. Enjoy the ride. Like for example, I use the analogy: if you're going on a bike ride. You don't just focus on look forward to the destination. You you enjoy the ride. You enjoy the surroundings and the scenery around. There. I love exactly that. I, I really love that. And I guess the other key point for that analogy is that you know if you're going to go on a cycle ride, you'll do it because you enjoy it and in anything with this sort of uh, social selling or content, et cetera, talk about what you enjoy. If you are forcing yourself to do it, so if you're going to go on a cycle ride and you don't want to, well, you're not going to enjoy that journey. You're not going to enjoy what you're doing. You know, the only reason that I am any good at anything that I do in the world of social is because I'm genuinely passionate about sales. I genuinely enjoy it. Same as you creating this podcast. And so, you know, make sure it's got, you enjoy what you're doing because that will help you be way more effective. If you're forcing it, well, that's, again, that's where autopilot comes in and you just, you know, start selling as opposed to actually giving value. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what do you think you've learned most about yourself in even in the last few years or perhaps even throughout your life so far from from doing this and building your own personal brand and and moving yourself from someone who wasn't into the world of social media to now what you do i i guess it opened my eyes to my own potential which is bizarre as it sounds you know i've always been very driven very very hungry to succeed and i've had a great career in in sales but the world of social media has helped me learn so much amount i've learned through consuming you know content from the amazing sales experts out there it's allowed me to to grow my personal brand and and you know the the sort of daily sales brand so it's opened my eyes to see what can be achieved and i i kind of got to see it in two chapters so i saw it as a salesperson and sales leader and how it transformed what i was able to deliver as a salesperson what i was able to leverage it as as a sales manager and then now as a as as an entrepreneur and sort of an individual personal brand equally what can be achieved through essentially what is a phone and a laptop that that those are my tools <laughs> a phone and a laptop and through that the, the world that you can reach is is unbelievable yeah definitely definitely and i think i just want to add a, add a point that came to me actually when we're talking about suggestions for people to to start when they're socially selling is is to be intentional with it put some time aside where you can, like you say, first of all, start with your profile if we're talking about LinkedIn, but talking about consuming and engaging with content, build it into your day. That's the only way in which you're going to find a way to become it, to become habitual and something that you can build in to become second nature. It's not going to feel, as you said, normal at first. It might feel a bit weird, but book it into your calendar and be intentional with it, and then you'll find over time that it is something that comes more natural to you as you grow and you understand it more. That is a hugely valuable tip, and it's it's one I push out a lot because 
The problem if you don't do that is that you'll get sucked back into the day-to-day routine. So if it is not drilled in at some point of your day and your week, um, you will easily find excuses because that is life. You know, a sales meeting yeah. is going to come up, a customer complaint's going to come in, or a deal's going to cancel, there's going to be a trouble with the supplier. You know, these are the curveballs you face every day. So unless you're really putting time by for it and making a conscious effort, it is too easy to, to sort of step back. And it's the same with going to the gym. You know, if you don't force yourself to do it, it's very easy to get back. I know this firsthand. <laughs> it's very easy to get back and uh, go and buy that cake down the shop and have a cup of tea. So um, yeah, you've, you've really got to, to make the effort to get the most out of it. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Daniel, no, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for your time and your, your insights and your stories. I've got a few things just from talking to you. No, thank you for inviting me on, Chris. I've, I've generally enjoyed it. I, I, I always look at, at podcasts like this and, and interviews and, you know, a big part that defines it is, is your ability as a host to ask great questions. And I thought you asked some great questions. I've really enjoyed this conversation. So I hope those that do listen uh, enjoyed it too and, and got some value out of it. Great. I'm, I'm glad you've enjoyed it. That's always a, always a plus for me. And um, how can people find you, Daniel, if they're, if they're not already on, on the world of social? Um, LinkedIn is is the biggest place that, that I'm at. So, you know, uh, I would I, I would usually say connect with me on LinkedIn. I am so close to hitting the 30,000 connection limit at the moment. So I'm going to advise to follow me. Um, I don't agree with LinkedIn's, you know, cap, but uh, not something I can control. So, yeah, LinkedIn, uh, my personal profile. And, and obviously, you know, if you if you work in sales and you enjoy the content, then please do follow the daily sales as well. Perfect. Well, Daniel, thank you again for your time. It's been an honor. No, thank you for having me, Chris. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone enjoys this and subscribes to this uh, great podcast. I've listened to quite a few of your episodes. It's, uh, it's fantastic. And I know you've got some even more amazing guests coming up as well. So no, thank you for having me today. You're very welcome. And for listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. Hey, people. Thanks for listening to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and posts, you can find me on Instagram not another sales guy underscore in each of those words you can also find the podcast on all major platforms by typing not another sales podcast and also if you want to connect with me on linkedin i go by the name of chris hatfield so thanks again and stay tuned for another episode